What's up, world? Welcome to the Melanin Money Show, the official destination for personal finance, entrepreneurship, and wealth building for melanin millionaires. We will teach you the tools, the tips, the tactics, the hacks, and strategies you need to learn to become financially free so that you can be the wealth starter and legacy lever for your family. And I'm your host, George Action Palm, accompanied by co-host Jacqueline Shattuck and Carter Cofield. If you're ready to begin your journey to become a melanin millionaire, tune in, take notes, and let's go. Go. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. And the reason why we call it a show and not just a podcast is because this year, y'all gonna see us everywhere, right? Y'all gonna see us popped up, you know, in live and in person. I'm putting this out there because I want y'all to hold us accountable. And it's a show. It's not just a podcast, mm-hmm. right? And so we want to invite y'all into this experience, this evolution, so y'all can feel like y'all are part of the journey. But anyway, what's going on, Carter? What's going on, Jacqueline? How y'all feeling? I'm doing I'm good, good, man. You know, life is all about experiences. So I'm just outside experiencing things. <laughs> hey, you gotta love yeah. it. You gotta love it. Yeah, I'm actually gonna take some uh some Brazilian salsa classes uh later on tonight, talking about experiences. Like I got the Colombian salsa pretty much down, but the Brazilian salsa heart is a little bit different. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that a little bit later. That kind of reminds me of yeah. my last episode. It's like getting out of your comfort zone, right? Just like doing something different. Uh, believe it or not, and Madge can verify this because y'all think, see, I don't think I'm lying. Actually won a dance competition. It was salsa at her Christmas party. It was like six years ago, this job she used to work at. Um, and it was a Christmas party. I was getting, I was there. Like, oh, when when did you learn? When, when, did you, when did you learn? Like 10 years ago. Um, I just learned, so I, well, <laughs> in college, I used to, well, I'm not going to go into the details, but <laughs> I used to, I used to have be friends with this, uh, really nice, uh, young lady from Columbia. And she oh, that, that's, that, that's, that, that's how you learn Spanish. That's how you learn salsa. That's, that's yeah, understood yeah. King. Understood. Yeah, so she, got, <laughs> she got me, she got me right. But, uh, but yeah, you college, know, <laughs> you know, I learned that, uh, this club for anybody who's in Atlanta or has been, I learned that tongue and groove. So my friends would make me go on salsa nights, right? Well, I already kind of knew how to salsa, but then they would make me go on Tuesday nights. So at nine o'clock, they have free lessons. And then like the club opens up and it's like a club club and they have different rooms and you can do bachata and salsa and all this stuff. And I would go with them like to this club on Wednesday nights and just learn how to salsa dance. Just homework assignment number one. Pick one thing that you've been wanting to do that's outside of your comfort zone um, to add a new like tool to your tool belt. And you know what? It's just so funny because like when you learn something like that and then people just randomly see you do it, they'd be like, when, when you know how to do, when you want to do that? Um, so like learn, pick, pick up one thing that takes you out of your comfort zone that can add to the experience of your life and just, you know, take it and make you, make you a different person. So that's the number one homework assignment. For the for the podcast today, I feel like we've been giving out yeah. assignments. <laughs> some podcasts. some of y'all just need to go bowling. Like y'all suck at bowling. Like <laughs> how, are, how are y'all in bowling? How are y'all in bowling? Fire. Uh, yeah, Carter. I don't. We won't talk about. We won't talk about that. Oh, Carter's not good. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Well, Jacqueline. Well, Jack. So that's cool. So I won't feel bad beating you. But Car. But uh, Jacqueline, you said you're fire. So put your money where your mouth is. Next time I see you, I do all mouth. the things. Y'all know this. Top okay, golf. You know. I got you. Hooping. I got you. you golf. Yeah, yeah, George. Spiral, that actually pissed football, me off, man. Everything. How good you were at golf made me so mad, bro. 
Like it really, <laughs> it, it, it was inspiring, but it really also made me mad, bro. Because I was talking about he's really good at golf. It's crazy. Yeah, because you know, some people just be talking. They be like, "Oh, I'm good at such and such." Like, no, I. And the reason why, because I was left-handed. Well, I am left-handed, and then I had this karate instructor back in the day. He gave me some clubs, and then I I, I learned how to play. I've been, so I've been playing golf for like twenty years. You know what I'm saying? And I just got got really good at it. I gotta pick okay, up more hobbies. Listen, got I gotta pick up more hobbies. I understand. I'm also good at cornhole too. I mean, Carter, let's talk about the epic. That was the most. That was, that was the epic cornhole game of game cornhole of game. Of the yeah. Century. Yeah. You talking about the one we, we beat you in? Wait, what? Yeah. We, talking about the one at FinCon on the rooftop. You beat y'all. Where I whooped y'all and then I dipped off to go teach a class. Be we were playing. We were warming up. I don't believe that. Don't but you left, that. though. Yeah. But here's the thing. I have no problem redocumenting. <laughs> Whatever. Right? You know what I'm saying? So Jacqueline's going to take an L in bowling. We're going to teach Carter how to play golf. But all three of us, the only, the only thing that all three of us would confidently say that we can do, that we all will agree on, is basketball. So we got we got to play basketball collectively, too. That's not going to be able to do anything. I thought you were going to say making and managing money, but that's okay. Look, well, that's I promise y'all. Hobbies, 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 <laughs> hobbies, hobbies, not, not jobs. Okay. Anybody's out here listening right now, if you're another podcaster, if you're a listener, whatever, like come bring the smoke. We talk about competing amongst each other. We just joke. But if y'all want to compete amongst us, bring the smoke. Okay. Oh yeah. The Melanin Money Crew good, is ready for all the good, smoke. Good, good three on three. Easy. You know Light ready work. For all of the smoke in any statistical <laughs> category. You know what I'm saying? Now, with that being said, Let's get into today's episode. So Jacqueline and I actually was kind of inspired by a DM conversation that her and I were having. Um, you know, she was sending me the, the clip about Joe Rogan, you know, people trying to like cancel him and, you know, for some of the things that have been you know, dug out of the archives and all that good stuff. And, you know, her stance and our stance was as we are, you know, at a place where we're growing our podcast and granted, you know, we're 29, 30 episodes in maybe as of this episode and we have a long way to go. But our platform is only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, right? And so, we, you know, it was something for us to think about differently than the average consumer because it's like, well, wait, like, what about us? Like, you know, are we, you know, as we grow our points, am I going to try to take a clip out of context, out of the archives, you know, five years, you know, five years from now and say that we should be canceled? And so we had to look at it from a different lens. It wasn't just a racial thing. It wasn't, you know, a money thing. It was like, is this a thing that people should be doing? And so... I wanted to talk about the side effects of progress or the pain of progress and kind of like, you know, cancel culture and, you know, everything in between. And you might be wondering on a melanin money show, why are we talking about this? Because, well, as we all know, Joe Rogan got a deal for $100 million through Spotify, right? Now, Spotify is under scrutiny. Arguably, they've lost some money as a result of the, of the stuff that he's going through. And I think this is why it's always important to maintain independence, right? Because I'm not saying that we won't ever accept deals and partnerships because, we will, right? This is a free mm-hmm. podcast. So like, if we're not, if y'all not paying us, somebody got to pay us. So, right? some, it may come from somewhere. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm leaving here with something in the famous <laughs> world. You know, I'm, leaving I'm leaving here with something. something. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's on the horizon. But it's like in your life in general, even outside of like the podcast and the content, you need to set your life up in a way where if these attacks come, because like, I'm not going to go conspiracy theory on y'all, but like, I feel like a lot of the attacks that are Joe Rogan is getting is because he... Uh, speaks to uh, contrarian opinions against like what the White House or the general status quo media agrees with. And they don't like that. Anytime you get any power that can really move the people, the powers to be, whatever they may be, they don't like that. And I think that's what we're seeing right now. So like finance. I, is part of that. Hmm? 
I got to give full disclosure. Okay. Mm -hmm. When I sent you that DM, I hadn't listened to anything. So here we are fast forwarding a few weeks and I still haven't listened to anything actually. (laughs) But I just was like, yo, this is kind of crazy because they're just pulling up, you know, some like old past stuff. Like I get it because, you know, what's his name was on the podcast and he was like, yo, I don't want you know, any of my stuff associated with Joe Rogan and because his stuff is on Spotify, pull all of my music off of Spotify, which is like, I was like, wait, is this how this works? Is this how this works? Like that's, that's a little bit much to me. So, you know, but what's crazy about not being canceled is like, there was another platform that's offering him like a hundred million, like, yo, just come use our platform. Duh. And that's just like, listen, like before we get into like the details, like, the power of a platform, the power of media. Joe Rogan has a weekly, or maybe he has more than, he maybe record podcasts more than once a week if he's making $100 million a podcast. But, probably probably a, little, a little bit more than once a week, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? But like the power of a platform, like never underestimate the power of your voice, right? Right, his his voice and his platform, now granted he you know brings guests on and all that good stuff, but like Spotify said, we wanna pay you $100 million, right? And so to Carter's credit, He's the the newfound uh, marketer of the crew, right? He's like, mm-hmm. you know, he got a taste of digital marketing. And when I tell you, my boy picked that <laughs> up and said, hey, look, I'll see y'all when I see y'all. I mean, I'm going to tell you what it looks like over there. I still got y'all, but I'm out. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, I, I always respect the stance on that because your pl- like when you build a brand, you can do whatever you want. Right. Facts. You can do whatever you want because the power is in the brand. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not in the skill. It's not in the original product that you came to the marketplace with, because at some point it becomes a numbers game and people are bought into you. Right. And then the trust of one leads to the acceptance of many. Let me break down what I mean by that. Joe Rogan has the trust, which leads to the acceptance of every sponsor that he allows on his platform which leads to the acceptance of every guest that he allows on his platform. But he's the one with the trust. So brand is synonymous with trust, right? People, if I go to my grocery store here and they said the hours are eight to 9 p.m. and they're open when I go at 8.01, I trust that, right? So part of brand is just establishing trust. And when you establish that trust, you get an unlimited amount of power when you do it at scale, right? But with that power does come responsibility. It does Mm -hmm. come with like, ooh, okay. When it was just George with 2,000 followers, he could say whatever you want to say in one because there's not enough people listening. But now if I push a button, people are listening. People trust me. When people trust, they do what? They take action. They spend mm-hmm. money. It moves elections. And so I I don't think anything he's done or, or anybody, like I don't, I don't believe in cancel culture, but I do believe in the responsibility of a platform as well. And so mm-hmm. we can talk a little bit about that also. But like, what are your guys, and we'll start first with you, Carter. Just the general thoughts on just like, uh, I don't know, like cancel culture or just like the power of your voice, right? And how you should steward that, you know, in this digital era. Yeah, wait, that was going to be my first question was like, you said, I don't believe in cancel culture. What do you mean by that? What I mean by, I don't believe in, what, what I mean by cancel culture or what do I, or, or, or what do, what I do mean you mean about your personal belief of I don't believe in cancel culture? Yeah, what I mean by I don't believe in cancel culture is I mean that like, if you're going to cancel me, be, will, be I need, you needed to disclose all of your skeletons in your closet. I love that point. You know I like, cool. love like, that yeah. point. Like, cancel me, cool, but like, 
don't you what gives you the power to cancel me and you're not willing to disclose and be vulnerable and transparent the only reason why you know half of what i do is because i'm out here i'm playing on the field you sitting in the stands you know mm. what i'm saying get on the field with me and then and then see if you still have the same tone like it's real easy to be a sideline hero man i would have caught the pass this way and went out of bounds and <laughs> it's real easy to say that when you're sitting on the couch but when you are the one on the field number one we're all human we're all imperfect creatures and so and then on top of that most of the time and there are exceptions to the rule but most of the time when the cancel culture arises it's usually things that are taken out of context are there deal breakers, right? So let me give you an example, for sure. If R. Kelly's a deal breaker, right? Like he was perpetually like, he was a wild boy, you know what I'm saying? But even then, it's still not my responsibility to cancel him. It's karma. It's got like, it ain't like, if I don't, I, I can have a choice to no longer engage in his music or whatever, but like to have this uh, a court of public opinion is if I have an authority on somebody's life, no. If you committed a crime, if you kill somebody, there's laws and there's rules for that. Me canceling you doesn't change anything. I don't have that authority. Who has the authority is, did you commit a crime, right? And you need to pay the price for said crime, or did you do something that was immoral or ethical? And then I have a choice if I want to support you or not, but it doesn't mean there's this mass exodus that means you as a human being no longer exist. It's almost like this, log into your investment account, look at the PL, right? The way I look at life is if you have more wins than losses, cool. You're good in my book. Now, if you got if you got more losses than 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 wins, then okay, maybe you're a terrible investor. So in life, if you look at the sum total of all of your decisions, the right ones you made, the ones you may have may have made differently if you, you know, had the context or had it a different mindset. And if you look at it and you add it all up, if you're still in the green, cool. In my opinion, or again, are there some exceptions to the norm? Probably. Right. And that's right. then everybody's going to have their discretion on that. But I don't think no matter how you slice it as an individual, I have the authority to cancel somebody. Yeah. And um, I'll, I'll hit on this bit. And then, Jacqueline, I would love to hear your opinion on it as well. Uh, I'll start at the, from the brand and influence piece. Like when you build a brand, you build influence. And when you have a lot of influence, that influence does come with a lot of responsibility because what you say can have a snowball effect on the rest of the world. It could have a snowball effect on what a lot of people do, what a lot of people buy, what a lot of people believe in, what a lot of people choose not to believe in. So I think when you build a brand, you have to understand that you're speaking for more than just yourself. Right. right. You still hold key to the things that you hold dear to your heart and you still like have your opinions, but you need to be cognizant of the um to, to whom who much is given because you're going to accept the brand deals, you're going to accept the money, you go accept all that, but you also need to accept the responsibility that comes with having that brand. With that said, I do not like the thought of somebody trying to tear somebody down because they don't agree with what they have to say. Right. Um, David Shan's uh, shout out to Social Proof Podcast. He posted the other day, like it's like this song, like if you don't like what I post, then just unfollow me, bro. Like unfollow me. Yeah. 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 Just just unfollow me. So in my opinion, I don't like associating with anybody who is really going out of their way to tear somebody down. If you don't like what they have to say, you can voice your opinion. So you said tell the authorities if it's something that bad, but then your time should be spent focusing on the things that you like, not focusing on who disagrees with you or, or, or who um, doesn't have your same opinion. So for me, y'all know me, I'm a super positive person and I don't 
associate or have time for things that don't keep me in my positivity. So um, the reason I am against cancel culture is because I think that it's, it's the people that are really doing it are people that are genuinely unhappy for the most part. And they're spending a lot of their energy trying to tear somebody down versus building up what they believe. Like if you don't believe in, again, this is all arbitrary, but if you don't believe in, uh, in, 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 in a playing basketball um, outside, right? Then go play inside, bro. Like don't go around every park telling people to not play basketball outside, right? So that's that's my opinion on, on, on cancer culture and not in any specific scenario, but that's my overall opinion. I have a couple of thoughts. So you guys remember boycotting, right? Like people used to literally boycott a business or let's take Rosa Parks, for example, boycotted the bus because she didn't want to sit in the back of the bus. I'm with you, sis. Like she boycotted and she couldn't do it on her own. A bunch of people had to support her. Right. So she stood up for something that she felt was right. And clearly a lot of us agreed that she was right. Mm -hmm. And so she boycotted that system. So how do you boycott a system nowadays if it's not like a Target or Walmart? Like, how do you boycott a brand that you feel is putting out misinformation? Stop spending your money or stop tuning in. Money flows where attention goes. Right. So if you don't believe. Right. Whatever it It is. Rhetorical. Okay. True. Sorry. (laughs) It's it's rhetorical. Ah. Like, it's it's, it's, we know how to do that. Right. But. Right. I am trying to be sensitive too because I haven't, I still haven't listened to the episodes. Let me go listen to them. All right. If you've listened, like comment below what you think about the episodes. Cause some people were saying they were like, yo, they were saying really crazy things on the episode in terms of like COVID. And they're saying like, yo, people could take horse tranquilizer or like horse medicine and it will protect you from COVID. So people are like, yeah, that's spreading misinformation. It's like crazy misinformation. And so to your point, George, of like, how do you cancel a brand? Like stop listening to them, stop tuning in, like stop circulating their information. So I want to be sensitive to those people who are in the medical field and they are you know, trying to help us with what's going on. And people are working against them by like doing crazy things and spreading misinformation. So I completely understand that. So I also agree with you, Carter. Like, I don't think you should be spending your energy to tear people down. Like, I don't agree with that at all. But I do understand like cancel culture, in my opinion, can be a modern day boycott because cancel culture doesn't mean that I'm spamming your page with like, oh, you're stupid. You're adding misinformation. But cancel culture can just be, okay. I'm choosing to recede from your information. I'm not circulating anything. I'm not listening to it. I'm not tuning in like that can be a form of canceling something that can be a form of cancel culture. Yeah. So I, I don't disagree with cancel culture at all. I disagree with wasting your energy to go tear somebody down. I don't agree with that. But I do think that there's still this is our modern day boycott. Right. Because how else do you boycott digitally? Yeah, I, I get that. I think I think maybe it's a nuanced conversation. We can move on from this particular point. But like I agree with what Carter's like if, if in your canceling, it's like a public assassination. Right. So, for example, if I don't want to listen to Joe, Rogan, if I think he's spreading misinformation. Guess what? I'm just going to unsubscribe. I'm not going to make mm-hmm. an announcement about it. I'm not going to dig up the archives or whatever. I'm just going to say I'm no longer giving my energy to it. So for me, that that I think that's the way to do it, right? But if mm-hmm. your canceling is... And, and, if, and if, if you want to educate your people who you influence, like, hey, this is what I'm doing, guys. I'm no longer listening to this. You know, I don't think you watch it either, but like, you know, you're free. Well, I think there's a, there's a way to go about it. But right. to, you know, to like assassinate somebody is different, but go ahead. 
Yeah, and, and then like, like Gary Vee says, two things that Gary Vee says I really like is, number one, we live in a meritocracy, right? And so at the end of the day, the best person wins, right? And so cream always rises to the top. So it's like, okay, well become better, right? Make a, have a louder and better voice than him. If you're so passionate about his misinformation, step up to the plate and, and be the change you wanna see. That's the first thing. The second thing is, right? You don't, and to build the biggest building, you don't have to tear another building down, right? So like mm -hmm. build your building bigger without worrying about what that building is because if the goal is, you know, and from a, from a, analogy standpoint, people want to look at the biggest building, i.e. the one that has the most attention, then just focus all your energy on building the biggest building because it's going to take effort and energy away from building your big building if you're focused energy on tearing one down. So that's my thought process. But I agree with you, Jacqueline, and to the point of like, yeah, Jacqueline, you, know, great point. you know, being able to vocalize and use your voice, like it's, a, it's, like it's a nuance, right? It's like, if we want to allow people to have a platform to say what they want to say, that means everybody should have that right. Right. And so mm -hmm. whatever your right is, as long as it's, you know, ideally it's respectful, then I think you're also entitled to, you know, use your platform and use your voice as well. I think like the, the, the saying that like all publicity is good publicity or not all publicity is not like the, the same thing happened with another podcast who I don't want to give any more shine to, but we know who it was based in Miami. And they, you know, everybody was circulating like, Oh, they don't, they're black men and they don't love black women. Like they're tearing down their own culture. And I was like, so y'all are just perpetuating their entire ideal by getting their name out there more by <laughs> giving them That's all this publicity yeah. and everybody mm -hmm. posting it on their page. So I was like, you're giving them exactly what, they're looking for which is views eyes on their on on their information because that's how they get paid so how are you canceling them by not canceling them like their their viewership just grew after y'all did that so <laughs> it's like i think you have to like maybe you share with your people you influence but you also have to like quietly just recede from like yeah i'm not tapping into this anymore i'm not supporting right. them especially because i just feel like in their pockets because they'll, they'll feel yeah. it, right? And if they feel like yeah. maybe I should have approached if, differently. If, if, you, if you want to hit somebody, hit them in their pockets, you know, to make them uh, make a change. But George, you're uh, bringing us to our next point so we don't, you know, yeah. harp on. Yeah. So yeah. In, in, in the process of, of cancel culture or just, you know, the pain of progress as we're, we're articulating it, context matters, right? So a lot of the things, again, not to harp on Joe specifically, but just, you know, this happens all the time where you'll see these soundbite clips on the internet, right? And to Jacqueline's point, she openly admitted, I ain't even listened to everything, right? So it's like, if she if she's someone who's as smart as she is, but didn't want to give the energy to that, right? And just kind of saw what she saw, imagine what most other people are doing, right? Ooh, dang, that's wild. It could have been anything. Like, people could probably smash up, a, like, people probably could take a few seconds from all of our podcasts, but put them back to back, and it could, it could sound like we said something crazy, right? You take this mm -hmm. word from this episode, this word, like... And so I think context matters. So before you de decide to make a decision on your stance on anything, make sure that you do your own research to truly understand why is this even a public discussion in the first place, right? Context matters, right? Don't just look at a soundbite and assume you know everything. So that's the first, that was one of the points I wanted to bring up. Any thoughts you guys had on that? That's a major um, key. Like yeah. people don't do the research. Like you just read the headline and you be like, yo, you know what happened? So that happened to me. So my Market Watch article went viral and the title was, I promised myself I would never be broke again, like in quotes. And then in quote, financial advisors, family loses 1.4 million. So then my friend was like, don't read the comments. 
because in the comments they're like yo how you lose that money you were an advisor da, 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 da. so then my friend was like yeah people just didn't read the article they just went with the title and then just started commenting so i was like well the person who wrote the article did a very good job because they got a lot of eyes on it got a lot of people commenting a lot of people talking so you have to do your own research you have thoughts on that carter yeah i mean i feel like you know it's two things it Either you spend the time learning about it so you can have your own opinion, or if you don't want to spend the time, then just don't have an opinion about it, right? Revolutionary. So, wait, you mean you don't have to have an opinion about everything that's on the internet? Wait, I thought it was yo, a rule. Yo, I probably have this worse than anybody. Like, if I told you how much stuff I don't pay attention to, because if I don't care enough about it to do a deep dive on it, I'm not giving it any attention. So I'm really oblivious to a lot of the news going on because when I'm spending my attention on, it really matters to me. And I yeah. think if more people decided to do that, one would have less opinionated world, but people would be so much more successful because their time would be spent I on mean, things that actually it's, matter. It's not even the success. Like it's the happiness for me. Like a girl mm, hit me nice. yesterday when I was at dinner nice. and she was like, you heard about why Nicki Minaj doesn't support the city girls. I said, no, nah, sis, I didn't tune into that because I don't care. Like, first of all, really first of all, I, 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 we can talk about it at this age. If you hit me with something like that, I'm probably either not responding or blocking your number because if you're my friend at this age and you're bringing you're taking away from my focus to put my focus on something that, you know, doesn't matter. You don't care about me as a person, bro. You don't care about me as a person. <laughs> she, she wasn't my friend. She wasn't there my friend. Go. Remember that pay a compliment to a stranger thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what yeah, you get no, in that. return. It's so, you know, like, pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, George. What's up? <laughs> nah, I was going to say, like, I was going to give another homework assignment. Like, go through your followers. And, like, if there's anybody who, like, if, if it's not in alignment with where you're trying to go. Go through your text messages. Text Go through your text messages too, yeah. Right, and and be mindful of what you're connected to, what you're consuming, what you're giving energy to, because you know, to Jacqueline's point, happiness. To Carter's point, success. Right, what you focus on expands. If you want to be happy, don't focus on negative energy. Don't focus on shade room content. If you want to be mm -hmm. successful, don't try to be like. Here's the thing: I'm all about learning new skills, but if every time a new trend pops up, you want to be the go-to person in that, you're never going to be the greatest at anything. Right. Mm -hmm. You got to You got to be focused. And I'm all again, I'm all about learning new stuff. But like some people I see out here, I'm like, one wait, one minute, you're a tax expert. Now you're a crypto expert. Now you're now you're a drop shipping expert. Now you're a wholesaling expert. Like, bro, like, mm -hmm. what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, I'm not saying get in your get your bag, get your money. You know what I'm saying? Serial mm -hmm. entrepreneurship. I get it. But like at the same token, those two are kind of tethered together because like when you're all over the place and you don't have any time freedom and you're just trying to do everything and be all things to all people, it's almost kind of hard to be happy, right? So mm -hmm. focus on what matters to you, block out the noise because the trends are gonna come. And I'm not saying you can't make a ton of money from the trends, don't make no mistake about it, right? But would you rather be a Jay-Z or a Trinidad James, right? Jay mm -hmm. didn't hop on the, he didn't hop, I mean, hop on the auto-tune, we did have one song, I think, yeah. but you get my point, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna look foolish sometimes not, taking advantage of the trends in the short term, right? I think I saw an article the other day about Berkshire Hathaway because they're not as tech heavy in their portfolio, right? And so like mm. there were years where it looked like, damn, Warren ain't got it no more. Look how good the market was doing in comparison to him. But when you zoom out and look at his total portfolio performance, right? Still killing the game, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Still outpacing the S&P, still outperforming some of those portfolios, right? So you gotta be willing to look 
be wrong or look wrong in the short run in, in the effort of focusing on what matters. For a second, I want you to imagine a club, a club that is exclusively designed to help you transform your relationship with money, a club that creates the pathway and the guiding light for someone who is an aspiring melanin millionaire, the one who wants to be the wealth starter in their family. Now, instead of imagining, I want you to learn a little bit more about the Melanin Millionaires Club, because that is exactly what we've created, right? We've created an ecosystem where you can finally get the clarity that you're looking for when it comes to your finances, to give you the confidence that you now know exactly where you're headed so you can make better financial decisions and ultimately give you that feeling of control that you've been seeking instead of your finances feeling like they control you. Let me tell you a little bit about what you can expect as a part of the Melanin Millionaires Club. Number one, you're gonna get access to money challenges, you know, and different challenges to help you level up with your money in fun and creative ways. You're gonna get access to a community of like-minded people who are all on the same journey of marching towards financial freedom in their own right. You're gonna have an opportunity to win money milestones so that we can award you on your journey to becoming that melanin millionaire. You're gonna get access to guides and resources that you need to be able to dive deeper on your money journey. My most favorite and important probably aspect of this platform is you getting access to my pocket advisor, which is our flagship feature where literally it's like having myself and other advisors right in your pocket. Because let's be honest, right? You can take a course or even try to Google the information that you're looking for. But sometimes knowing that you can have a mentor that you can just call on and ask a specific question is worth its weight in gold. So you get that as a part of the premium membership. You get access to classes to learn about a variety of different money topics. There's channels with a bunch of different money content like Netflix, but for financial education, right? And you have investment opportunities, right? From time to time when they present themselves, I'm going to share different investment opportunities exclusively with my network. Not to mention, if you sign up today, you're going to get access to seven other bonuses just for being a part of the network. So if that sounds like something that would be valuable to you, I strongly encourage you to click the link, link in the show notes and learn more about the Melanin Millionaires Club and how you can be the first generation millionaire in your family. But to our next I point. mean, I think mm-hmm. before you move on, I think success is really about getting very clear about what it is that you want and then creating that environment around you. Right. Mm-hmm. So just get very clear and dialed in on what you want. And if you want success, you want wealth, you want happiness, you want peace. Keep listening as this listener knew 2022 did when she left us a five star review. Hey, Sorry, he, she better and better. Hey, baby, this, 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 I mean, I'm look, segue queen, go ahead, do your thing. I'm, I'm thinking that everybody is a lady, but gentlemen, we love when you comment as well. Leave us a five star review. This one said, Thank you so much for the invaluable teachings and insights. I'm starting on ground zero, so the only way to go is up. Look, even if you're not started on ground zero, wherever you're at, the only way to go is up. Okay, so we appreciate you tapping in. Send us a, a, an email to podcast at melaninmoney.com. We have a, a sweet little prize for you. We appreciate you tapping in. Jay, hey, before you go to the next point, I just have to hit on this because um, Jacqueline said it in the review. Like a lot of people be so scared to take a risk, like take the leap. And like the analogy I love, like 
you ain't that far from the ground. You like you on a couch, bro. It's like, what's you really like? What you so scared of? Like, I, I, right. I want to bring that point up. Anybody who's gonna take a risk, like, think about like, how much you really got to lose before you like be fearful. But go ahead, bro. Yeah, it ain't it ain't that deep. Yeah, like, bro, like it's a, it's, a, it's hot and it's not a leap. It's it's it's, 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 it's <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm on the ground. Damn. <laughs> um, all right. The next point is to be a truth seeker, you have to live on the edge of contradiction, right? So here's what I mean by that, right? We live in screen uh, screenshot culture, right? You tweet something one day, somebody waiting for you to say something that is different from that, right? But to be a truth seeker, you're basically living on the edge of contradiction because you're always seeking a higher version of yourself. What one thing I've heard me say several times: when the facts change, so do I, right? So at one point in my life. $100,000 might have seemed like that was the thing, right? But then the facts change. I became better. My mindset expanded. I learned more, right? And so like, whatever it is, as a truth seeker, you're going to have evolutions in your thought process. And to the naked eye, that can look like you're contradictable. Five years ago, George was talking about X, Y, and Z. I wasn't the same person five years ago, right? The dude that you, he don't even exist. I, like that nigga, he, he, I'm sorry, that dude is gone. You know what I'm saying? Like, so like, what do you like? What do you want from me? You know what I'm saying? So, yes, I might say something that sounds a different than what it sounded like three, four, five years ago. It's supposed I'm, to, though. Supposed to, right. Because if you're the same person that you were last year, five years ago, 10 years, if you're the same person, then you, in my opinion, you failed. Like, I, my goal is to contradict myself every year because that means that every single year I'm learning more, I'm growing more. I'm not the same person I was yesterday. I'm not the same person I was last year. And that's why I hate like with this, you know, this, this cancel culture or the, or people trying to tear somebody down in general, because they'll pull up something from 10 years ago. And I'm going to be transparent. If you pull up, first of all, I deleted my, I deleted my old Twitter. If you pull up stuff from my old Twitter 10 years ago, you would hate me. I hate the person I used to be, right? But that's the beauty about growth, right? I, I don't have to subdue to that person anymore. And I think that if more people understood that as you grow, as you learn, you're supposed to change, then we shouldn't be screenshotting stuff from 20 years ago, trying to right. tear somebody down in this present moment because that, that, those are two different people. Right. That's a fact. That's a fact. Jacqueline, I mean, I think, I think that is two different people. And for me, success to me is becoming a person of value. So every year, to your point, Carter, of like contradicting yourself, like I am trying to make myself into a higher person of value every year. So anytime I come in contact with somebody, I'm trying to add value to their life. So like, even if, you know, y'all listened to the last episode, we had this conversation about elevator conversations, right? So go back and listen to it if you didn't catch it. But in those elevator conversations, how can I add value to somebody's life within like 30 seconds, right? So sometimes that is just to Carter's point, paying a compliment to somebody. How can mm -hmm. I increase being a person of value every year? And, you know, that includes obviously the relationships that I carry, but then just strangers that I meet. Because, I mean, that to me feels like success. Like I'm becoming successful the more that I can add value to people's lives. That's a fact. That's a fact. Um, next point is a really quick one. I feel like we kind of already touched on this a little bit, but objectivity versus offense, right? It's like when you, if you're so easily offended, you're going to have a miserable life, right? If every, some, every time it's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they said that. Oh my God, how could they? Like one of the most overused words of the past two years is disgusting. Like I see someone, somebody say, oh, this is disgusting. I look at him like, well, I mean, was it it's that? Extreme, like, it's, it's such an extreme word to even be using. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, yeah. I, I that's how they're, 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 like, I'm just like, and again, I don't want to sound insensitive. Y'all might clip this up three years from now, right? Like yeah, <laughs> George is yeah, so yeah, insensitive. Right. It's yeah. cool. You can't cancel me. It's okay. But, um, <laughs> um, but objectivity, right? It's like, be objective, right? Like, don't be so easily offended, right? Look at the facts, look at the information. Again, to Carter's point, first determine if you even care. Right. If it that's, even, that's so big. <laughs> right. Then if you do, oh my gosh, if it's striking a chord, right. Then learn to be objective. Right. Like there's a reason why. And again, our court system doesn't always favor, you know, <laughs> we don't got the complexions for the connection all the time. But, you know, conceptually, right. Like the, the goal is, right, to present the facts and be able to make an objective decision based upon that. You can't just look at one segment and be like, oh, no, like, cancel that. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, it's like be objective. And if you look at all the facts and it all aligns to the thesis of you don't want to rock with that person anymore, then cool. But you can't just be offended off of a soundbite or one thing that you see and then think that that's the end all be all. And that's the truth, right? Be objective. We live in an era where journalistic integrity is in question, right? People are to Jacqueline's point using taglines just to get open rates, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? So you got to be mindful of what you're looking at and make sure you understand the context behind it before being offended. Yeah, um, there's a quote, and I think I might butcher it, but I think it's in between stimulus and response, there's freedom. So if if you can get the maturity, right, to have the patience in between your response to think about what you want to say or how you want to respond, like that's true freedom. If somebody calls you, you know, the B word, N word, right? If you have that second of freedom to think about how you want to react, because reacting and responding are two different things, right? Um, so I, I just think of this, especially this, this stage in my life, I'm trying to get better in freedom in all areas. And, and also that includes freedom of emotion, right? So um, I, I read that gym the other day. So it really has me before I hear something, before I respond to something, taking that moment, and finding my freedom and how I want to respond. Yeah, freedom is a choice. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I know when Kanye, what, no, Kanye said slavery is a choice. And I'm not saying slavery is a choice, but freedom, freedom is a choice, right? Mm-hmm. Freedom is a choice, freedom of thought, freedom from, you know, being liberated from, you know, being in, angry by what someone says. Like life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you respond to it. Right. Like stuff is going to happen. Like we're, we're not, none of us are immune from circumstance. Y'all know Carter's story. If you listen to our first episode, you know, Jacqueline's story, you know, my story, right? Like things are going to happen. Life is never going to be all sweet. We got health concerns. We got family challenges, like all sorts of stuff. But the question is, how are we going to choose to respond? Because I, when I went through my health journey back in 2015, I coined this concept called the slippery slope of justification. Right. Because I was in a really vulnerable place where I went from the best shape of my life to like a version of myself I couldn't even recognize. I had a spinal surgery, had to relearn how to walk, all this kind of stuff. Right. And if I would have told anybody my story, like to this day, right. I'm like, let's say I was 80 pounds heavier. And someone said, damn, Georgie fat, like not knocking, not fat shaming anybody. Don't cancel me. Right. (laughs) But people, people, if I told them my story, like, hey, I had a tumor that was growing in my spine. It fractured my spine. I had to have a six hour surgery. I currently have metal rods and screws in my back. I've been haven't been pain free since 2014. So I decided not to work out anymore because it still hurts when I work out. People would be like, I I get it. Right. And and it goes back to context. That that goes back to context. Right. Right. Having context over every situation. Right. I get it. But the problem is I'm the one who stuck with the life that I don't want, even though it's justifiable, 
right? Even though mm-hmm. if I told somebody that narrative, it's like, oh, I get it why George ain't really ambitious no more. You know, he's got this pain. He's got this going on. Like, I understand. But that's it's a justification. But you're the person that's still stuck with it. Just because you'll have a pity party that's supporting your justification doesn't change the fact that you're going to be stuck with that life. And so when I realized that, it's like you, you internalize it. Like, okay, this isn't fun. This sucks. Why me? It's unfair. But then you go out and do what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, you only get one of these things, just one. And you got to show up in all ways. And so it's just like, you know, you want to make sure that you're never forgetting the fact that you have so much control. Um, But to our next point, though, uh, this is a really good one. Really, really good one. Preacher pedestal syndrome. Right. And I don't even know if this is an actual coined term, but I just thought of it because, you know, a lot of people grew up, especially black people grew up in a black church. And, you know, you put your preacher on a pedestal. He can do no wrong, right? Then some stuff might come out about a preacher and they maybe did some wrong, right? Because they're human or whatever the case may be. So what happens is when people have these platforms, it's not that you care so much about canceling them for their wrongdoing. It's that you put them on a pedestal as someone who was was absolved from all wrongdoing. They're humans, right? Like we watched the Michael, like Michael Jordan documentary, right? Like, Michael Jordan's just a hell of a basketball player. He didn't ask. I mean, granted, with great power comes great responsibility. And I got some funny stories about Michael Jordan in terms of like what he does with fans, which I'll leave off this podcast. But I don't want to get a, I don't want to get a, a defamation of character, uh, uh, cease and desist. But anyways, like these are just people. They're just mm-hmm. people, right? Just because you put them on a pedestal, they that ain't got nothing to do with them. You know what I'm saying? And you got to remember do that. you know? Now your heart's broken. Like, oh my gosh, yeah. that's why you're mad. You're, you're, you're heartbroken. That's it. Mm-hmm. I never mm-hmm. would have thought that Joe would have, oh my God, no, no, no. That's <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Keep it no, but there's, <laughs> but there's a couple of things. So this is showing up in like Gen Z millennial digital life in the form of, do you guys ever see those posts where it says day in the life of a physician, day in the life of a nurse, day in the life of a financial advisor, day in the life of a CPA? Like you guys seen those? That's exactly mm-hmm. what this is because depending on your job title or what it is that you do, we put you into this, this box, this category and we say, oh, you're a physician. Oh, okay. Well, a physician does X, Y, and Z, right? Mm-hmm. So then you see this day in the life of you're like, oh, my gosh, wait, they're normal. They just put their pants on and brush their teeth and drink their cup. Like it's the same thing. So I think where we misconstrue this, misconstrue this a lot of times is with parents. So mm-hmm. we put our parents on this pedestal or, you know, our aunts and uncles. And we're like, oh, because you're a parent, because you're not an uncle, because you're a grandparent, you're supposed to act X, Y and Z type of way. You're supposed to not have these flaws. You're supposed to, you know contribute to the family in this uh, particular way. And we put them on this pedestal of like, okay, you can do no wrong. And then when they do wrong, you feel completely heartbroken. You're crushed. You're like, oh my gosh, how could you do that? And it's because we're all just people just trying to make it through life, right? Like as a parent, you know, you're just trying to do your best. So I had a client who called, he was like, yo, I really just need to chat because like I'm, I'm battling with something. He's like, my son is on the way and I feel ashamed because I cannot teach him everything about money that I want to be able to teach him. I can't teach him how to, you know, trade options and do all of these things. And, you know, I let him finish talking and I said, look, as a parent, it is not your job to be an expert in everything. You're not a dentist. You're not going to be able to teach your son how to fill his cavity. He's going to have to go to a dentist to get that done. 
because you're not going to be able to be an expert in everything. You're not going to be able to be an expert in um, the way these conversations work, right? You're not a therapist. So you got to do the best with what you have and understand that you need to extend yourself grace on those kinds of places where you fall short. But the fact that you're having these conversations before your son is even brought into the world tells me that you're going to be one of the best parents out there because you are already considering, you know, X, Y, and Z for your son. So I want to remind people to extend their parents grace because we always put them on this pedestal of being mom and dad and they can't always be everything that you want them to be because at the end of the day, they're still human. That's a fact. That's a fact of that. And, um, you know, the final point on the uh, on the preacher pedestal syndrome is like, read your Bible. Right. So you so so at the end of the day, like you're just consumed, like if you're listening to Joe Rogan or you listen to these people and maybe there is something that isn't 100 percent accurate. Well, who's like it's a podcast. Right. Again, I know responsibility comes with the platform, but like you still have Google, you still have YouTube, you still have the ability to research. So like you can't put the 100 percent onus on this person who decided to create a podcast like for it to be irrefutable law, irrefutable fact, right? Do your research, right? So you're mad because you didn't do your research and you took the horse tranquilizer in this example, right? And it didn't work, right? Like, do you still are, you have to do your own research. So in the Christian context, read your Bible, right? Don't just take every word that the pastor says. All right. So now let's talk to the actual people with the platform. We've talked a lot to like the consumers or the people who like have the ability or desire to cancel, Right. Now let's talk to the people at the platform real quick with this one point. Scrutiny is the price that you pay for playing the game, right? As I mentioned earlier, you can be in the stands or you can be um, on the field, right? And if you choose to be on the field, just know that there's going to be somebody who ain't never played football, ain't never played basketball, ain't never played soccer, ain't never played golf, ain't never podcast, ain't never started a business, whatever it might be. They're going to have an opinion from their living room, from their couch, right? It is what it is. Scrutiny is the price you play for making the decision to put yourself out there. So I say that to my, my podcasters, my entrepreneurs, my content creators, everybody's not going to love all your content. People going to think it's stupid. People going to think it's silly. People are not going to understand the context. They're going to think you are bragging when you post your lifestyle. Like people aren't going to get it, but that's the price that you pay for making the decision to show up for the world. And if you have a desire to please everyone, you're going to serve nobody. Right. So you got to understand if you don't have some people, and I hate the haters, but like if you don't have some people that are at least questioning like what your, your content, it means you're you're playing it way too safe. Right. You have to show up for the people that you're serving. And it is what it is. There's going to be people that don't like you and you can't you can't lose sleep over that. That is the price you pay for playing the game. When you show up on, on the football field, you play for the Cleveland Browns or the Cincinnati Bengals because they're going to the Super Bowl. Right. There's going to be 50 percent of the people in the stands that don't want to see you win. Cause they're rooting for the other team. Right. And so just remember that, like, even though you might not put yourself in a, in a mode of competition or like trying to please anybody or whatever, there's going to be people that just have an opinion about what you do. And you got to live with that because if the only other way to not live with that is to go sit beside them in the stands. And that's just what it boils down to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean that I'm, happens. It happens on time. social media with all of us, right? Like mm-hmm. you start posting consistently on a platform and people just oh well that must be nice oh well uh, they got all types of things to say like you put yourself out there and i think that we don't give enough credit to the people who do put themselves out there and do establish a a stance because it's like that's really hard to do and to like deal with people's comments oh you a scammer you this you that like when you're not really doing that 
that's a lot for somebody to handle emotionally. So I mean, shout out to the people who take a stance and like do what they do um, yeah. if they are giving correct, accurate information. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I have one. I just have one opinion on this, and uh, it's a quote I live by. It, I don't know a guaranteed way to be successful, but I know a guaranteed way not to be successful. And that's trying to please everybody all the time. Right. So again, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm not making one person mad, then I'm either not, I'm not, I'm not even playing a game. So it's real simple. All right. And as we wrap up this episode, I really enjoyed this one. It was a little bit abstract, you know, outside of our typical content window, but I really hope you guys enjoyed it. You know, if you did leave a review so we can you know, kind of mix in some other things like this, you know, give our opinion right on the hot topics of the world. Um, but, you know, we talked about the pain of progress, right? I think that might even be the title. I'm not sure if that's what we decided. But, like, if you think about it, what we're ex- essentially witnessing is the decentralization of media, right? So we talked about the decentralization of current of, of money in the DeFi, right? But we're also witnessing the decentralization of media where we can have a podcast and Joe Rogan can have a podcast and we have a chance to be able to get our thoughts out to the world and have a platform. So, let me give you an now. Let me give you an example. So the seatbelt was invented 75 years after the car was invented. So there were notably some people that died in car crashes, right? That could have been prevented because the seatbelt hadn't yet been invented. Was the car a bad invention because the seatbelt hadn't came about yet? No, right? That's the pain of progress. That's growing pains. So when you look at the decentralization of media, you're going to have clickbait content. You're going to have a lack of journalistic integrity. You're going to have uh, fake news. You're going to have these things right over time, but you best believe that at some point it's going to mature, right? And there'll be different standards and different guidelines and people just can't say whatever they want without context. If it's on a certain topic, like there's going to be an evolution of that, but that is a pain of progress. So if you want the progress, right, you got to deal with it. If you, you can't ask for, you know, the rain in a good way and not deal with the mud. Right. Mm -hmm. So just understand that in this evolution of decentralization of the things that we get access to, whether it's media, whether it's finance, whether it's whatever. Right. As it continues to evolve, it's not going to be just good. People are like decentralization. Okay, well, in crypto world, which we don't have time for in this podcast, that's great, but it's going to come with a lot. People always say they don't want their stuff to be tracked and they like crypto. Well, what happens when somebody steals your shit? Like, hey, hey. Hey, uh, my homie going through that literally as we speak. Um, his phone got stolen. But, you know, that's the point. But like, it's a good, good side to everything and it's a bad side to everything. And I think just me, if you focus on the good, we'll, we'll eventually find ways to regulate the bad. But at the, at the moment, I, I think it's a beautiful thing that everybody is, has a voice because when people didn't, they didn't have the freedom to have influence. And I think over time, We'll, we'll be looking back on this and still saying it's beautiful that everybody has their own voice and is able to voice their own opinion on their platform. That's a fact. Yeah. And you know what we call that growth that, that hurts? We call that? that We call that expensive pain. Shout out to <laughs> We call that expensive pain. <laughs> like, is that... That, that that pain of growth is gonna be expensive. It's gonna cost you the old you. It's gonna cost you that comfort right. zone. Okay. Hey, if I'm gonna deal with if I'm gonna deal with pain regardless, I might as well get paid for it. You know what yeah, I mean? you might as well be <laughs> already know. Huh. Well, guys, man, uh, really, really enjoyed this. I hope you guys did as well. Again, this is a, a little bit outside of our comfort zone when it comes to the content that we create on this show. So if you like this episode, please leave a review. Um, if you want to, you know, connect with us in a more meaningful way, make sure you hop into the Melanin Millionaires Club, uh, you know, the number one platform for Melanin Millionaires. And other than that, guys, we'll see you next week. Peace.
Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. If you like this episode, please do us a huge favor. Leave us a five-star review. And if you're not already, subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend because we're providing this valuable game so that you can level up as an aspiring melanin millionaire. Again, thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next time.